Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with most of this coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. It is Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2019. I hope you guys have had the most amazing weekend ever. Uh, I just got back from doing a, another huge hike up at Cucamonga Peak. That was the goal, was to hit the summit this week. I was attempting to get my book cover photo taken this weekend because the previous attempt, there was snow and ice and the trail itself was completely impassable. So this time, I get up to the saddle and I'm getting mixed reviews. Some people saying it's passable, some people saying it's not. And then I ran into my friend Ivan, who is a new friend, a hiking friend that I actually met on Cucamonga Trail the very first time I went. And he was like, you can do it. He was like, you just got to make sure that you're footing sure and stay on the path. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go ahead and I start doing it. I'm getting excited as I'm going up, you know, going through the whole, going through the whole trail. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And like literally the view once you cross that crest on the other side of the mountain is absolutely freaking breathtaking. So if you live here in California and you have not been up to Cucamonga Peak or at least on that trail somewhere, you got to go, man. Like it, it, it is so, 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 so worth it. So I get through the majority of it and I start hitting some snow and it's not too bad. And then I get to parts where like you really have to like get your footing and I had poles, so that was great, but I did not have spikes on my shoes. I had lugs. I had uh, trail running shoes for, for my Spartan races. So, and there is a point to this story. This is why I'm sharing this with you, because we're going to go into things that make you happy today and other people's opinions and their judgment of what it is that you do. And part of this is based off a IG TV that Gary V did last week. And so like, I just, it, it, I'm meshing the two of them together because they really go together really well. So as I'm going through the snow and I, I don't know where I'm going because I've never made it to the peak. So, and I'm hiking by myself, but I'm determined that I want to get this picture come hell or high water. I want to get this picture. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm meeting people on the path that are coming back down. And I was like, is there anybody else up at the peak? And they're like, yeah, there's still a big group up there. And I'm like, okay, cool. How far is it from here? And they said, they like another hour, hour and a half. Well, at this point, I'm getting worried about time because I don't have a headlamp. I'm not sure that I could find my way back out through the snow if it starts getting dark. So one of the guys said, you know, if you hadn't peaked by 345, you need to turn around and go back so you can get out before the sun sets. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going across this one part and it's really slick and I'm having to go like take a step, dig a space out for my foot, take a step, dig a space out for my foot. And if any of you know me personally, you know, I hate, hate the snow with everything within me. That's why I live in California. So I don't have to deal with it. But, and then hiking in the snow is just not my preference. So I run across this random guy and his friend that has just come down from the peak. And he was like, do you have spikes? And I was like, no. He was like, what size shoe do you wear? And I was like, eight and a half in men's. And he was like, here. And I was like, Wait, you're just going to give me your spikes? He's like, I got like six pair. He was like, I'm, you know, I told him I was trying to get to the peak to get my book cover photo. He was like, I'm happy to donate to the cause. That's a cool ass title. 
Like he was super awesome. So Adam, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. You know, if you happen to run across this podcast, thank you, dude. Like you are the bomb.com. Okay. So he gave me the spikes to help me get them on. He said it would make a big difference, you know, going through there. And they did make it make a tremendous difference. But as I got further up the mountain, and he told me, like, there's going to be a spot, just follow the footprints, and it's going to start going straight up. But I couldn't see the trail. Like, even as it was going up, I couldn't see the trail, and I didn't know where I was at, and I wasn't sure that I could get back down the same way that I was coming up. And I looked at my at my phone to get a time, and I was just like, you know, this just isn't going to work. And so I turned around, and I started going back. And as I'm coming back on the trail, I noticed there's this spot where I could kind of like jut out to the side and take a picture and, you know, maybe it would be book cover worthy. Literally, my toes were on the edge of a cliff. It was straight down. If a strong wind come along or I took too big of a step, I was plummeting to my death. (laughs) There is no doubt about that. Now, there was two rocks that were on either side of where I stood as well. And one rock, I wasn't sure that I could get to it and get off of it safely. The other one I probably could have, but there were some passerby hikers, Josh and his wife, and they was like, oh, we'd be happy to take a picture for you. Like, that's super awesome. So Josh, and I don't remember his wife's name. If you guys happen to be listening to this, like, thank you. (laughs) So the the rock out to the right was kind of like the one up at Cucamonga Peak from the pictures that I've seen. And if I could have got on that one and I could have got Josh to go like out to the side, then that I think that might have been like a picture that I would have been happy with. But, you know, the ones that he took, they looked good in the moment. The sun was shining and I was still concerned about getting down before dark. And I, I get down, back down to my car, sun setting. I see it setting behind the mountains. It's like 630. I did 35,000 steps yesterday. And it was, it was just an amazing, amazing trip. And as I was sitting there eating dinner, I'm drinking a margarita with a double shot of tequila. I got a big, long scratch along the front of my left shin trying to get that picture. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking through the pictures and I almost burst into tears because it's, it's not it. It's not the picture. And I was just in that moment, I felt so defeated and so deflated, and I completely negated the fact that I just went further on that mountain, which is the biggest mountain I have ever been on to hike in my life. Like, I totally discounted the journey. I totally, in that moment, discounted the accomplishment of what it was that I did and didn't even think about it because I didn't attain the goal. And like, that was a severe judgment that I put on myself. And quite honestly, that's just bullshit. And I know better, but I was like, I was really seriously having a moment. I wanted to talk today about that. Like, you know, we get to choose how we look at things that go on in our life. We get to choose what direction we go. We get to choose what perspective we use when we look at our journey, when we look at our accomplishments or what we consider a lack thereof, you know, sometimes it's not only other people's opinions of us that trip us up, it's our own opinion, like our own judgment of ourselves. 
that like kicks us in the ass and knocks us down. And for whatever reason, we can't get the fuck back up. Like who, like you got to cut it out. And I'm right now I'm talking to me. Like I'm looking in the mirror and I am talking to me because this is freaking retarded. And I know better. And that's the thing. Like, so I, I, and I also wanted to share this story with you guys because like I'm human just like everybody else. Yes. Like, oh, she's got this great podcast. Oh, she's got a book coming out. Oh, she just sold everything she owned and she moved to California. And, you know, she's got this great personal training job and she's got this great life coaching thing and she's got all of her stuff together and she's got these great kids. Like you you see my accolades, but you don't necessarily see my journey and you don't know that I have the same feelings that you have. And I have had the same feelings that you've had. The depression, the anger, the hurt, the misery, like the the self-doubt, the lack of self-love, the lack of not choosing happiness. And I know where that leads. And I just felt like this podcast really needed to bring this out to you guys. It needed to be said in a different way. Like my very first podcast was Choose Happiness. I think that was the title. And that's true. Like we do get to choose happiness, but I want to dive deeper and and go on a path of why we don't and who's who who who's pointing the finger at us. Who are we trying to please? And we let them steal our happiness. Sometimes it's ourselves and it's just it's jacked up and it's stupid and it's retarded and we need to freaking cut it out. So with that being said, let's take a moment and listen to my sponsors for this week. And we will be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Kelly Tammy. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wonder, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android. And I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code Life Awakening. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. I am just so excited that you guys came back. Number one, I hope you enjoyed my sponsors this week. And we were talking about that it's about the journey and how much we tend to discount the journey because we haven't made it to the goal yet. I wanted to really break this down and I'm going to bring Gary V into this too, because like I've listened to this IG TV thing that he did like 10 times and I'm like, oh my God, this is so brilliant. And then I had this moment on the mountain and, you know, I'm sitting there at the bar with my double shot margarita and I'm beating myself up because I didn't attain the goal. And I completely, like 100% discounted the whole entire journey of what I just accomplished. I was out on that freaking mountain for 10 fucking hours, dude. Like for real, like I started my hike 
a little later than what I should have. Number one, I should have been up there. I should have started about 630 in the morning. I didn't start till like 845 because I slept through my alarm, which is never a good thing. But, you know, it is what it is. So, like, I just completely discredited everything that I did on that mountain. All of the God-given, beautiful nature and scenery that I, like, I took a ton of pictures, a ton of pictures, because they were freaking awesome. It, it was just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful out there. Like, even the parts with the snow, you know what I mean? It was just the, the contrast of the trees, and, you know, they have some amazing trees on that mountain, and, and, like, some of them, like, part of it is alive, and part of it's dead, and I have this fascination with trees, and I don't know where it comes from, but I just look at it, and it's like, you know, what has your life been like? Like, what is it, what, what was that feel like to half of you to be alive and half of you to be dead. And then I equate that to us. Like, it doesn't matter when you're born. It matters when you decide to live. You know, Gary Vee made a a, a very valid point in his video where he talks about, you know, shit gets done when you quit listening to other people's judgment and you quit listening to other people's opinion of what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it, like, listen to that again. Shit gets done. Life becomes amazing. When you quit listening to other people's judgment of you and you quit listening to other people's opinion of you, and I say this in just about every freaking podcast, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. And let me tie your brain in a knot. This includes your parents, your mom, your dad. And I like I had a whole podcast where I went off the last time I was at the mountain on my car chronicles. If you want to go back and listen to that, the first car chronicles, where there was a kid that I talked to sitting at the bar after I climbed the mountain, where he said, I don't want to disappoint my parents. You can't disappoint your parents. I'm sorry. And if your parents are disappointed in what you did, well, that's on them. So what? You know what I mean? Like, maybe that sounds cold, but I'm telling you right now, I'm so proud of everything that my kids do. Like, they have their own life to live. And here's another thing that Gary Vee said. Like, if you're in your early 20s, you just graduated college, even if you just graduated high school, graduating high school, graduating college, and you don't have life figured out, you know what? Your parents didn't have life figured out at the age of 20 or 30. Hell, I didn't have my life fucking figured out until I was in my 40s. Like, I was a 42-year-old stripper just trying not to be homeless. And I hated freaking life. I didn't have shit figured out and I was 42. How do you think you were supposed to have life figured out and you're in your 20s, even in your 30s? That's when you're supposed to be experimenting and going all in and taking risks and enjoying the journey. Like there's really not a destination that you have to hit in your 20s. You're trying to figure it out. You're, you should be experimenting and figuring out what it is that you like in life and what it is that you don't like in life. You should be figuring out who it is that you like to date and who you don't like to date while you're in your 20s. Like who cares if you don't get married until you're 35? Who cares if you don't ever get married? That's your choice. That's your decision. When you move, when you graduate high school, and or college, if you're living with your parents, you know what? It doesn't matter once you turn 18. It is now your life and it is what you decide to do with your life that matters. 
You tell your parents, you know what? You have done this amazing job of raising me. You have given me all the tools that I think any awesome parent could give their child to go out and figure out their life. You get to decide whether or not you go to college. You get to decide what it is that you want to do. Figure out what it is that you love to do and go do that. Go do that. Why did I do that 10-hour hike yesterday? One, I do love hiking. I, I, I love being out in nature. Um, I love being at the beach. I like both of those, I have a love for both of those at different times in my life. Sometimes the beach is calling me and I need to be by the ocean and I need to be by the water. The benefit of living here in California, I could do either in a matter of 30 minutes. And that's just real. So it's awesome. And the mountains here are freaking amazing. So I had to figure out what made me happy. I had to quit listening to the noise around me. I had to quit listening to what other people said about what it is that I should do with my life. Hell, I had to quit listening to what I was saying about what I needed to do with my life because what I was saying up until I hit 45, 46 years old fucking sucked. My own opinion of me was terrible. Like seriously, I thought I was garbage. I did. And I talked about this last week in my podcast. You know, you're not the janitor in your life. I was the janitor in my life for a really long time. I was, I picked up everybody else's garbage and I claimed it as my truth. Most of the time they weren't even talking about me. They were just talking about life in general. I heard it and poured buckets of water on top of it. And that's how I ended up with like a shitty life for the first half of my life. Now I know, a, I want to say, I know exactly what it is that I want in my life. I know what it is that I want to do with my life. I know what direction it is that I want to go, but I am open to however that manifests. And that's another point that I want to bring up too. Like you don't have to have the whole journey freaking figured out, but you do have to enjoy the journey. You know, so if I'm going back to the, to the moment of I'm sitting at the bar, I'm drinking my, my margarita and like, I'm really tearing up. She brings me my food and I am choked up and I can hardly tell her, thank you. And to me, that is freaking retarded. Like, why am I so upset with that picture is not the one? And I can tell you part of the reason, because in my mind, it was May 4th. My book release is July 4th. I wanted to have a solid 60 days of promotions with the book cover before I launched my book. Maybe that was unrealistic. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Are there ways around that and still have a great book launch? Absolutely. And so I, I had to really think about why am I so upset? Like I, I really was beating myself up and like I was I was on the verge of having that ugly cry. And I mean, I'm not kidding. When I say ugly cry, like I was fighting back the tears. I was having a hard time breathing. I managed to eat as much food as I could. I finished my drink and a glass of water. I told the bartender, thank you. And I walked out and like tears trickled down my face. And I had just posted on Facebook, hey, doing a Facebook live in 10 minutes, you know, because I wanted to get this out. And in the middle of my Facebook live, I almost cried. Like you can, you can see my face and see my eyes welled up with tears. And I explained all of this in my Facebook Live that, you know, when, like I feel so defeated. I feel, and I hate these words, like I felt like a failure in that moment because I didn't reach the peak. Like I didn't attain the goal that I set out to get. 
but it was out of my control. Like I physically, I had to be safe. So I really had to sit down and I had to think about, you know, Tammy, you had to do what was right. You had to, number one, keep you safe. You had to make it off that mountain safely. You had to get a picture safely. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. There's another path. There's another way to get this done. So as I'm doing my Facebook Live and I'm sharing this, you know, I, I was coming up, you know, maybe maybe I'm being anal for no reason. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking my book cover. Maybe I can change the concept. And, you know, as soon as I said that, all of my people that showed up on my Facebook Live said, no, you are not changing your concept. And we're not, we're not trying to listen to all of this. And then my friend Vanna hits me in my inbox and she was like, um, no, you're not changing your concept. No, somebody else is not going to be on your book cover because I thought about like stalking Cucamonga Peak photos and reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, can I use your, your photo as my book cover and I'll give you, you know, photo credit. And she was like, no, you're going to be on there. And it's not about putting my face on there because my back is going to be to the camera, but I want people to see me standing on top of that mountain and know that I did it. You know, so if you want to look up Cucamonga Peak, I will put a link in the show notes so you can just hit it. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Like the view is freaking phenomenal. And to be standing up on top of the world and looking down over the valley and and seeing the mountains. And, you know, if I get up there early enough, like I could have a sea of clouds up underneath me. And that is like, that is a moment of accomplishment. That is a moment of, I did it. That is a moment where you feel free. That is a moment where you know that you did everything that you had to do to change your life and change your stars. Like nobody can, from that point forward, nobody can tell you that you can't do anything, not even you. So as I was going through all of that, you know, trying to to run through my head, like, how could I do this? Like, do, do I need to have a boxer on the front of there and she's knocking out the word victim or, you know, and, and I'm running through all of these things and, and momentum has now gotten a hold of my pity party that I was having about myself. And I was really pouring some really thick judgments on myself about how could I have done that better? Why didn't I reach the peak? Why is this not working out the way that I want to? Because I always get what I wanted. Everything always works out for me. And I like that's not I'm not kidding about that. Like people come into my life, as I said in the in, in the opening, you know, Adam and Josh and his wife, they just showed up. You know what I mean? Like, here, let me give you my crampons. He didn't have to do that. Like, here, let me take this picture for you. We were happy to be a part of that. Like, I don't believe in coincidences. And I've said this in every freaking podcast that I've done, too. Like, this was not something that was set up. It just happened. And it was amazing. When you look back at it and say, you know what, Tammy, like this happened exactly like it was supposed to. So after I got off the Facebook Live, I did not ugly cry. I will say that I even though I felt like I was about on the verge of it at any moment in time uh, when I, I actually do have samples of what my book cover is going to look like without the book, without the picture, because I wanted to see the placement of the title. Dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. And when I got those the shit got real. Like I I had, there's been several moments this past week where, 
you know, I got choked up and I cried and I was like, Tammy, you, you, you did it. Like you really got your story done and you're really fixing to put this out there into the universe, out for the world. And think of all of the people that you are going to impact. Think of all of the people that you're going to help and think about how your life is going to change again. And as awesome as that sounds, it's, I don't even think it's scary or maybe it is scary or maybe it's like what lies on the other side of your fear kind of thing. And I don't have a whole lot of fear. You know what I mean? So maybe it's, it's just a, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to put it. So, and I think I've talked about this before, like when I made the decision to move to California, it was a shower vision from a meditation that I got and I followed it and it worked out tremendously. Well, after I got done with my Facebook live, I was still all full of dirt and had to wash the blood off my leg from where I had cut it, trying to get that picture. And so I was in the shower and I'm just like, I just completely silenced my mind. I don't want to think about anything. I really am trying not to feel anything because my whole entire body hurts at this point in time. You know, having my my camel back and it loaded down with all of my food and my snacks and everything, my camera and my tripod and, and the, all of that stuff. So like my whole body was tight and I just didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to think anything. And I'm, and I'm sitting there or standing there with the hot massage water just hitting my, sh- my shoulders. And the thought comes to me, your story has to come full circle. And I was like, my story has to come full circle. What is that? And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm trying not to overthink it. And I'm just letting the thoughts come to me. My mom's birthday is May 24th. And she is a big catalyst in my book. And she is a big catalyst for my book being published and a big catalyst for me becoming the person it is that I am. And I believe me not getting my picture is more a direct result of I need my story to come full circle and to completely close that chapter of my life and close that part of my story and that part of my journey in a way where I can say it's finished. And once I do that, then I can move forward with the rest of my dreams and my goals in the direction that I have been going and and have set forward. And I believe going back to that mountain the weekend of May 24th. So May 24th is on a Friday. I can't hike on a Friday. We're going to go do it on the 25th, which is that Saturday. And my friend Mallory that I know from Birmingham, he inboxed me. He was like, hey, I know somebody that is a photographer out in California And I believe that she would be willing to help you get this photo. Like, I believe that she will, she will do that hike with you and we can get this done. Like, I know she can do it. And so we get in a three-way chat and she gets in there and we have this instant chemistry. And she was like, yes, you're right. She lives only 45 minutes from the, from the spot. And, you know, she was like, yeah, I'm down. Just let me know what day. And I talked to Ivan after that. And Ivan's like, hey, I'm going to do that hike with you. So, you know, this is going to be an amazing weekend where I'm surrounded by friends and people who want to see me. Oh, I'm going to cry. People who want to see me finish this, like get that perfect photo and 
finish this. And I believe me not getting it these last two times was divine intervention to say, this isn't the time. You've got to do it on the weekend of your mom's birthday as a tribute to her and letting go of all of it. And finally, just saying, I'm at peace and I'm sharing this story out of love and it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out and think of all of the people it is that you're going to help in the process. And you can once and for all just say, mom, I love you. And this is it, you know, and it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I, I, I just feel like that was mom talking to me and saying, you know, this is, this is the last step to me. And you can finally, you know, walk away from all of this and know that you conquered it all that you climbed that mountain literally not just figuratively but literally and so it all came together and that's what I mean like everything always works out for me like I would have not had that I would not have had her come into my life if Mallory had not had not gotten on my Facebook live and said hey I know somebody let's do this you know and then you know I was like hell yeah I want to do that with you like this is going to be awesome and it's just it's so, so awesome how everything just works out. You know what I mean? People come into my life and, and I'm quite sure if you sat down for a second and you really took a minute to really pay attention how people just come into your life and say, and it, it turns out like maybe you just put a thought out and said, you know, it would really be nice if I could do X, Y, and Z. And then you really didn't have an attachment. There was no emotion attached to it. You were just like, it would be really nice if I, if I could do this, you know what I mean? I want to do X, Y, and Z and, you know, cool. And you just dismissed it as quick as it came into your mind. Well, by doing that, you set things in motion and then somebody comes into your life and amazingly enough, they're doing X, Y, and Z and they want to help you do X, Y, and Z. That's not a coincidence. Okay. That is, that is on purpose. And so now I want to tie this back into, you know, God discounting the journey like the journey is the most important part because that's where you grow you have to grow in order to succeed at anything you have to grow into the person it is that you needed to be in order to handle the success it is that you say that you wanted and I equate that to women that are being pregnant so there's a and there's a couple of things that I want to say because I'm a mom and a Gigi. And when you when you first find out you're pregnant, do you want to have the baby the very next day? Hell no. <laughs> like you can't have the baby the next day. If you had the baby the next day, you are not going to be ready. Especially if you're a new mom, you're not going to be ready for that baby to be here. You're a brand new mom. You've got to figure out, number one, how the hell are you going to take care of another human being? Especially, you know, if you had, especially if it's a surprise pregnancy, you had no idea that you you weren't necessarily trying to get pregnant and you got pregnant and you were like, oh shit, now I'm pregnant. And now I've got to figure this out. Like I've got from the time, from the minute you get pregnant, it is 40 weeks, 40 weeks. That's 10 months before you have a baby. During that 10 months, Mom's body has got to change in order to house and grow that baby. Mom has got to figure out where's the nursery going to be. Is she going to find out if it's going to be a boy or a girl? 
or is she just going to be surprised and get neutral color stuff? She's got to figure out what parenting style she's going to do. You know what I mean? Does she want to cultivate music into her child's life? Does she want to cultivate reading into the child's life? And she can do all of these things while she's pregnant, which is great. You know what I mean? So if you've got 40 weeks before that baby gets here, that's your growth period where you figure out what it is you want to do as a parent and who you want to be as a parent. And even when that baby first gets here, the things that you thought you were going to need to do is only a quarter of what it is that you needed to do to be ready for this baby to get here. Like all of your emotions are coming in. Like your emotions are going to go nuts as a mother while you're pregnant. Like all of those hormones and stuff going on, that's a real thing. Okay. So when the baby gets here, there's even more emotions going on. You know, you've got postpartum depression as a possibility. There's morning sickness while you're pregnant. All of these are, are things that can happen in your life. I never had postpartum depression. I never had morning sickness. I was very blessed in both of those respects. And I'm very thankful after hearing some other moms that had to go through all of that. So I I want to say, you know, think about that. So that's that's 40 weeks. That's 10 months. The goal is to have the baby. And to be a good mom or think you think you're going to be a good mom by the time the baby gets here. So now when the baby gets here, you got 18 years to figure out how to raise this human to be a good human, to put him out into the world for the rest of us to work with, to meet, to deal with, to grow with. You know what I mean? They're going to be running our country at some point in time. They're the ones that are going to be carrying the torch after we are long gone. And you want them to do a good job. So that's 18 years that you've got. And even after the 18 years, they're going to still come back and ask you for advice, especially when they start having children. It's a never ending cycle of growing. Okay, so think about that. Like your job as a parent is never done, but your job as a parent is sometimes done. Like when they turn 18 and they move out of the house, you've got to clip the apron strings and let them figure it out because words don't teach. You can tell them all of these things. How many times as a teenager did you think your mom was nuts when she would tell you something? Oh, mom, like that's crazy. That was just when when it was you and that was a long time ago. And then they realize when they're an adult that you were right. I remember the first moment that the first moment first moment that I sounded like my mom and I realized that she was freaking right. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I sound like my mom. I I did not ever want to sound like my mom, but like there were some things that she was she was being real about and she was being honest about and she was right. And it's amazing that people don't look at that as a growth period when really that's all it is. Like the baby has got to grow inside of you in order to be able to come out and all of its organs be formed and all of its fingers and toes. Like if you had it the day after, the baby wouldn't survive. So there's that growth period for the mom and the baby. The dad's got to grow. They've got to grow as parents together. You know what I mean? They've got to figure it out. So that's 10, 10 months. Did you know an elephant has a 22-month gestation period? 22 months. Can you imagine being pregnant for two years? Now, I, I understand that it's an animal, but you got to think about this. Animals, it's like big mammals like that, that baby's got to be pretty much self-sufficient when it comes out. 
Like when it, have you, if you've ever watched the baby elephant being born, you can look it up on YouTube and you can see it. They spit the baby out and they are instantly trying to help it stand up. Instantly trying to make it stand up because it's got to be able to walk. It's got to be able to walk around. It's got to be able to pull up grass. It's got to be able to be somewhat self-sufficient. An elephant can't carry the baby around like a mother, like a human mother carries their baby around and coddles it and learns, helps it grow and loves on it and does all that. A, a mother elephant loves on their child differently. Eagles have to feed their baby for a long time before they finally kick it out of the nest, literally kick it out of the nest to teach you how to fly. If you look at these phenomenons on how they happen, you would see that life is always about the journey and it's always about growth. Like it even says in the Bible, if you're not growing, you're dying. The people without a vision perish. You've got to have a vision, but be open to how it comes about. Don't be so rigid and be so judgmental of yourself in how that vision comes about that you miss the whole entire journey. Like that's where the happiness comes in. It's like celebrating the little steps along the way. I had to really sit back and say, damn, Tammy, like you did an amazing thing with this mountain climb yesterday. And, you know, I want to give a, a shout out to my friend Lamar because he was like, babe, like that was an amazing thing to you. Like, I am so proud of you. Can't nobody tell me nothing about Miss Tammy Loftus. Like, she's a doer. Like, when she sets her mind to something, she stops at nothing. He was like, do you realize what you really did? Like, you went 8,200 feet in the air, elevation-wise, 8,200 feet elevation on that damn mountain by yourself. You weren't hiking with anybody, and you're a female. People are probably freaking out that you went hiking by yourself in the first place, you know? And so I really had to sit back and reflect on, you know, Tammy, you really did do an amazing thing on this journey yesterday. I had to pat myself on the back. Like I got up to the saddle with no problems. I didn't get lost going up, which was great. And when I came back out, I was by myself. There was nobody else on the trail coming out because it was so late. Everybody was already off the mountain, except for the ones that were camping. The people that were going up that were going to be camping or trying to catch sunset at the saddle or whatever, they were going to be coming out before, you know, after dark. Well, high five, like good luck with that. Like I wasn't prepared to do that. And so like I had to find my way out and there, there's a part of that trail where there's like these big boulders and rocks and stuff like that. And sometimes the, the trail isn't marked very clearly coming through there. And I got lost on that part last time coming out, but I was coming out early enough where I could follow other people out. And I was like, is this the way to go? But I did it. Like I figured out how to get out of that part by myself and I was on the trail and I did it. So like that was, that's really a huge win for me. And I actually got up to the saddle quicker this time than I did last time. So that's another win. And I got further than I ever have on there on my own. When I came down off that mountain, I did it on my own. I got, I got to one part and I saw a guy sitting on a rock and I was like, Hey, is, is, is that the trail right there to the left? I just want to make sure that I'm going the right direction and get out. And he was like, yeah, it's right here. And I was like, okay, cool. Because I came down a different way than when I went up. I, I went the switchbacks back and forth to across all of that snow. That would have taken me too long and I wouldn't have got out. But one of the people that I had met, they were coming, the group of six that I had talked to as they were on their way down, 
there's another dirt path that was going down and they was like, yeah, this is kind of like mountaineer and it's going to be straight down. But once you get to the flat, then you're, you're there. And I was like, okay, cool. That saved me an hour or more, maybe getting off that mountain because I went there instead of hitting the switchbacks. Now, I don't know if that trail is supposed to be there or not, but I used it because it was very beneficial for what it was that I needed at that time. Because I, I honestly really do not think that I would have made it out because I know one of the snow paths that I had to go up to get to where it was that I was at, I don't think I would have found my way back down going back through there. And so I was thankful to find that trail to get back out. And it was, it was great. So like I learned something new and I learned that I could do it. And I did the majority of that hike without music in my ear. Like I was just out in nature with my own thoughts and with the sounds of nature and with the fresh air and the wind blowing. Like it was so amazing to hear the wind coming off the mountain and you could just hear it coming and then you would feel it. Like I remember that living back home in, in Atlanta and, and in Alabama where you could hear it before it got to you. And so it was all of those things were so amazing. And I had to go back and, you know, really just like say a prayer and, you know, like, God, thank you for helping me get through that time help. Thank you for allowing me, number one, to enjoy all the beauty that you created for us to enjoy. And thank you for getting me off that mountain, that mountain safely and showing me the way and, and helping me to follow my inner guidance so that I could be successful another day and to keep me safe. And, you know, and I had, when I had service, you know, people were checking on me, Hey, where you at? It's starting to get late. Are you on your way back down? And it was great to have that, have people cheering me on, knowing I was there, knowing the purpose that I was there. And so like, I've really cultivated a circle of influence and a circle of friends that are on my team and that's the other thing that I talk to you guys about all the time is you really have to know your circle. If somebody is not celebrating what it is that you got going on, they don't need to be in your circle. They are not healed enough to celebrate somebody else's wins. I guarantee you they're probably not even healed enough to celebrate their own wins. They are going to judge everything it is that you do. And when you're beating yourself up, they're going to help beat you up. Think about it. Do you have some friends in your life like that right now? Do you have some people that are in your circle that beat you up because you're beating you up? They join that, well, yeah, you're a dumbass, da 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 whatever. I used to have folks like that in my camp. They are no longer in my camp. They can't they can't even step to me now. They can't they can't even get in my ear. And I'm very thankful about that because I have grown tremendously from that point in my life where I was listening to the wrong things. And that's the other thing that, that I want to add in from last week too, is, you know, you're in charge of your input. All the different sources of input that go into your brain, into your heart, into your soul, you're in charge of that. Other people's judgment of you, send them bitches up to the nosebleed section. They didn't pay for a VIP opinion in your life. The people that get a VIP opinion in your life, are the people that are in my, that are, that I talk about that are in my life, like Vanna, like Jen, like Teresa, like Michelle, like Tanya, like 
Lamar, I, those are the people that are cheering me on. And even when I, when I was beating myself up, they wouldn't allow me to beat myself up. Even all the people that were on my Facebook post, not when I was doing my Facebook live, not one of them condemned me for not getting that picture. All of them were trying to help me look outside the box and look at the journey and say, hey, you've still got time. This isn't over and you will figure it out. You always do. And, and I am so freaking thankful that I learned that lesson yesterday. I am so freaking thankful that I have been on this personal growth path for so long now that I have cultivated the, uh, the most amazing circle of friends that not only do I get to celebrate my wins, but they help me celebrate my wins. They rattle my cage when I'm not celebrating my journey. They help. Like sometimes I, they, I'm going to tell you, like if you haven't figured out from my podcast yet, I can be an asshole. Like I, I can be a straight, act a straight donkey at any given point in time when when I get agitated about something. And sometimes I need somebody to step to me and like, what the hell is your problem? Like, do you not realize what you just did? Like, do you not realize the accomplishment that you just did right there? Like, how many other people do you know would have done what you did on your own? Like, and that's that is a real statement. Like, how many Women, do you see going hiking by themselves and being fearless about it? Hey, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to figure it out. And that's my, that's my thing. Like my, my power words are, I did it and I'm going to figure it out. Like I always figure it out some kind of way. Like sometimes it's some hard lessons. Sometimes I bust my head against a brick wall because I'm hard headed and I want to figure it out. Like words don't teach, life experience teaches. And this past weekend was a big life experience that taught me a lot of things, positive. You can do it. You can do anything. Like you almost made it to the top of that freaking mountain. Like the, the elevation at Cucamonga Peak is 80, not, almost 8,900. I think it's 8,865 or 8,869 is, is what the elevation is at the top of Cucamonga Peak. So I was at 8,200 feet. Like I was almost there, man. Like, so if it's 80, I had 600 more feet elevation to go and it was straight up where I was at. And so that lets me know how freaking close I was and that I can do it. And that was something that I was totally passing judgment on myself about because I didn't do it this time. And I have to look at the cir the circumstances and the situation. You know, there was so much snow. I didn't have the gear. I didn't know where I was at. The gear was gifted to me, but I still didn't know where I was at. There was a lot of snow and I felt lost and out of place. And I couldn't be lost and get out safely if I didn't leave when I left. And I had to be smart about it. So next time I know. And the fact that Ivan is going with us next time is going to be great because he knows those trails like the back of his hand because he hikes there all the freaking time. So, you know, we're, we're going to do this together and we're going to figure it out. And I know that picture that I get the weekend of my mom's birthday is going to be phenomenal. And my book cover is going to be phenomenal. And my book is going to be phenomenal. And I am going to help so many people that it's going to be phenomenal. And I know that I'm going to hit bestseller and it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for everybody that has come along during this life experience 
And I'm so thankful for all of you that listen to this podcast because I really, really, really hope with all of my heart that something that I'm saying by sharing my life experiences all the time resonate with you. And you say, damn, like, I feel like that too. I wonder if I change just this one thing, if it would change my life like it changed hers. And I can promise you it will. Don't be afraid to take a chance on you. Don't be afraid to learn something new. You can't live life without learning. It is a sad life to live and not learn. That's where that's where the depressive thoughts come from because you're not growing. And those depressive thoughts, and I can speak about this because I lived it and I stared down a bottle of sleeping pills and I won. The depressive thoughts that you have are your own thoughts and they're just on repeat. 95% of the thoughts that we have in our head are repetitive thoughts. We speak at 125 words per minute. We think at 1,200 to 1,400 words per minute. That's more than 10 times faster than what we speak. If you're watering bad thoughts, they're going to grow and they're going to multiply. And that's a bad combination. That's why I keep telling you all the time, like you are where you are because of how you think. You are where you are because of how you speak. Your words are powerful. And everything that you tell your subconscious is a truth. It doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. It doesn't know the difference between a good thought and a bad thought. It doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. That's where drug addicts come from. Because a drug addict thinks the drug is good for them because it makes them not feel the pain they were feeling when they did the drug. So the subconscious is like, oh, okay, so this is the trigger. She, he or she takes the drug. They feel numb. We don't feel pain anymore. That's great. That's a win. Because that's what you've told it. And that's the truth. Everything you tell your subconscious is the truth. So tell it something good. Like Gary Vee preaches it all the time. Like he, I love him because we are kindred spirits. Like we just, whatever comes out of our mouth is whatever comes out of our mouth. And if if cussing is something that bothers somebody, then I'm probably not going to be a good fit for you. And I'm okay with that. But I, that's just the way that I talk. I don't do it for dramatic effect. I do it because when I get passionate about something, whatever comes out of my mouth, it's just whatever comes out of my mouth. And I love me the way that I am. And it took me a long time to learn how to love me and love my journey and love teaching me to be a new me. And I I will tell you, when I first started this personal growth journey, and I think I've shared this before, is when I had to figure out how to teach me how to be a new me, it scared the hell out of me. Because the way I was living life was based off my own thoughts, was the things that I did myself, the decisions that I made. And quite frankly, those decisions sucked. And the things that I, the results that I was getting from those decisions sucked. And now I had to figure out a different way. I had to figure out a different path. And that meant I had to become my own teacher. I was not going to school anymore. And a teacher say, okay, do X, Y, and Z. And then you'll get a you'll get an A or B on your on your exam and you'll pass. Well, you know what? Now I got to be my teacher. And the only report card that I have are my results in life. And that terrified the absolute living shit out of me. And I understand if you feel afraid right now, like, how am I going to do this? Don't worry about the how. Just say, I'm going to do this. Don't worry about the how. Just say, I'm going to do this, and I'll figure out the how later. Don't say, I can't do this, or how am I going to do this? Like, you are going to do it. That's it. Don't worry about the how, man. 
You just do it. Say, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then start doing your research. Get on Google. Google is a beast, man. Google is a freaking beast. Google will help you figure out whatever the fuck it is that you need to figure out in order to go forward. Just put out your best content. Put out, you know, I don't even want to say put out your best content. Just put out content that is real and authentic to you. Put out content that is real and authentic to you. Like be your most authentic self. And maybe you've got to figure out who you are. Sometimes that's the bigger thing is you've got to figure out who you are. And sometimes that's harder than it seems because you've pretended to be somebody for so long to please other people and you've become this people pleaser and everybody else has told you that you need to do things this way or that way or whatever. So how's that working out for you? When you start breaking up with your inner victim and you quit or you actually have to learn how to quit being a people pleaser, it's a journey, man. It's not an overnight thing. I don't want to sit here and lie to you and say, hey, this is going to be easy because it's not like me coming out of my people, ple- my people pleaser stage, me coming out of my victim mentality, me learning how to not be a victim was a journey from 2000 in at the end of 2009, where I almost took my own life, 2010, I got in the gym, started working out. And that's where I really started my journey. Like I went from feeling depressed most of the time to being angry because anger felt better than depression. That's where it started. The birth of me becoming a personal trainer. That's where that started was in the gym. But even though I had made the decision that I wanted to be a personal trainer at that moment in time, I had two years of trying to convince myself that I could teach me how to be a better person. I could teach me how to be a personal trainer. I knew how to work me out. I kind of knew how to work other people out because I was training my best friend, Michelle, and I trained my, my roommate and friend, Laura, and all of us had great results. Or otherwise, the manager of the gym would ask me, hey, are you a personal trainer? Do you want to be a personal trainer? You got to get certified and we've got a built-in clientele for you. So I had to figure that out. Like I had some tangible results, but I did not have a belief structure that I could do it because the previous 42 years had fucking sucked in my life. So I had to teach me and I had to believe in myself that I could teach me how to be a better me. I could teach me how to be a successful personal trainer. And I had no clue if I could do it or not. But I knew that if I did, I would change my life. And I held on to that thought because it was better than the life I was living. And I knew if I kept living the life I was living, I would die. That was my belief. And I did not want to die. I wanted to live. I had enough hope in me that I desperately wanted to fight to want to live. And I said that right. I wanted to fight to want to live because for a really long time, I didn't care if I took another breath or not. I really didn't. And so if you're in that space right now, I'm telling you that you can do this. You can beat this. And there's avenues that you can do it. Go to counseling, man. Start there. And if you don't want to get, I I don't ever want somebody to have to take antidepressants, but I do realize that sometimes it's a necessity uh, to get you from point A to point B. 
start with counseling and tell or or a psychologist and tell them, hey, I want to do this without drugs. Maybe it's a life coach, you know, hey, Coach Kelly Tammy, (laughs) maybe it's a life coach that you need to talk to. But tell them like, hey, I want to figure out how to be a better me. I want to figure out how to stop these thoughts in my head. Hey, I want to figure out how to think more positive and get on the other side of this depression. I don't want to be sad anymore. I want to figure out how to be happy and I don't know how to do that. And, you know, sometimes a life coach has got a different path and, you know, we can't prescribe medicine. So like, there you go. That's that's a win for you. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to steer you away from taking antidepressants. I want to steer you steer you toward help, whatever that looks like for you. But you've got to figure that out. And I'm telling you that you can beat it. Depression is not a death sentence. And I don't ever want you to think that you're not loved because you are. I don't know you and I love you. And you have a you have a purpose on this planet. You may not have figured it out, and maybe that's part of what the depression is. You don't know what your purpose is here on this planet. You've spent so much time living for other people. It's time for you to figure out what makes you happy. What do you enjoy doing? What did you enjoy doing before you got sad? What did you enjoy doing before you started doing what other people wanted you to do? Like, go to an art class. Learn how to paint. Like, I went to one of those sips and strokes places and I had a blast and I didn't think I could paint, but I, I painted an actually really cool picture and it was awesome. You know, do you like to sing? Go do karaoke and sing your heart out, like figure out how to sing better if that's what you want to do. Do you want to play an instrument? You know, do you like helping people? I will tell you that as I was coming out of my depression, me helping other people helped me heal. And I know that sounds crazy, but me helping other people helped me not focus on my hurt, which helped me heal. I could I could help somebody else and feel better about that than I could do by trying to help myself. And I learned so much through that. And case in point, my best friend, Teresa, me helping her led me to being a life coach. Me helping her helped me see things in my life that I needed to change because if I'm going to help her, I have to walk my talk. And even now as a life coach, when I tell you guys something and I'm not, you know, technically I am your life coach because you're listening to my podcast, but like me telling you something, I have to be able to walk that talk. And that's why I was so adamant today about, I wanted to share my story of this weekend about how I was judging myself about not finishing. And I did everything that I could do. And it was an amazing journey. I got to be out in this beautiful nature and I went farther than I ever have. I accomplished something that I have never accomplished before. And there's just one more step. And that's it. And I had to quit beating myself up over not attaining the goal and and, and not applauding the journey, not celebrating the journey, not patting myself on the back for the amazing feat that I did do because I did it and I did it by myself. And that was freaking amazing. And now God's source, higher power, inner being, the universe has placed other people in my life that is going to help me take that next step and complete this journey of getting my most perfect book cover photo. And You guys are so awesome and you have so much in you that the world needs to see. You have so much to give that the world needs to be a part of. 
and you have so much to share that other people could learn. Don't ever think that you don't have something that somebody else doesn't need because I guarantee you something that you have gone through, somebody else is going through and they need to hear your story. They need to know how you did it and they need to know that they can do it. Like I can only share my story. I can't share your story. I can share the experiences that I've gone through and hopefully something resonates with you to help you get to that next step. And that's why this is so important to me to get this out. You know, I I, I love you guys to the moon and back. I really, really, really do. And you're very important to me. And I want you to wake up and see what a beautiful person you are. I want you to wake up and see how valuable you are. I want you to know that you are enough. And if you're in that space right now where you don't feel like you are enough, if you're in that space right now where you don't feel very valuable because the people that you have around you are pouring water on your flames. And when you start beating yourself up, they're joining that party. I know that it sounds really cold to say this, but they're not your friend. And you need to cut, you need to cut the cords, man. And you need to start distancing yourself. Will it be easy? No, because they're going to say something like, why are you not spending time with us anymore? And it's going to require you to be honest and say, hey, you know what? When I was down in the dumps, instead of you helping me pick myself back up, you helped beat me up. And I don't need people like that in my life. Like, I wish you the best. I'm not mad at you. You know what I mean? I was beating myself up and I need to learn how to stop doing that. But I need people in my life that are not going to join me when I do that. I need people in my life that are going to help snap me out of it so I can be a better me. And right now, I don't think that person is you because hurt people hurt people and healed people help hurt people heal. And when they hear that, maybe they'll, maybe that'll inspire them to change. But you can't have an attachment to that. You can't have an attachment to the fact that, hey, I... I said this to them and they didn't change. Hey, I I changed and I thought they would change too. That's not always how it works out. You have to work on you. You are the most you have to be selfish enough to say, you know what? I am the most important person in my life because if I don't take care of me, I can't help anybody else. That goes for your kids, your husband, your grandchildren, your coworkers, your boss, your friends, whatever. You got to put your oxygen mask on first and you have to take care of you or you won't be able to help anybody else. And that is the, the gift of life is helping somebody else. And that's part of the reason that I do this podcast, man, is, you know, I want to help as many people as I can. So... I love you guys to the moon and back, and I know I have been on a tangent today, but I I really just needed to get all of this out. So if you're wondering what my book is, uh, and this is your first podcast that you listen to, my book is Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. It is a story of empowerment through forgiveness, strength, and love, where I share my whole personal story and teach you guys that being a victim is a choice. We can be victimized, but we don't ever have to live as a victim. And we get to decide who we are and how we look at that situation. And we get to create who it is that we are. And I show you that through my real life experiences and how I came from childhood sexual abuse from both of my parents to the amazing life that I have now and the journey all the way through it. 
and I hope you guys will enjoy it just as much as I have enjoyed the journey of writing it, which is a story in itself. (laughs) So I hope you guys will have an amazing, amazing week. Be safe if you are out during Cinco de Mayo and always call Uber or Lyft to make sure that you get home safely and keep others on the road safe too. I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you.